All right, today we're in, um, we're in Mark 4. Uh, we, last week we were talking about the parable of the sower um, who sows seed and, and the different types of grounds. So I'm going to read the... Um, I'm going to read the text, and then we're just going to pray, um, pray there for it. So, text for this morning. And he said to them, um, "This is Jesus um, talking to the disciples. Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed, and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear." And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So Lord, we just, we thank you so much for your word this morning. And just so clearly in light of last week, we just pray that um, we would be good soil, that your word would come um, into our hearts, we would be receptive, we'd have um, open ears to hear your word and that as a result of that we'd bear fruit 30, 60 and even 100 fold that there would be beautiful fruit as a result of your word this morning. Amen. So the, the framework here, just to, the framework of Mark 4 is um, he's doing parable, uh, is it 1 to 10? Uh, then he's doing the exposition where he pulls the disciples aside and he says, listen, you don't get it. This is what it's about. He, he kind of pulls it apart for him and paints a picture. And now he's giving an application. So it's, they're all very, very much connected right through the, the chapter 4 of Mark there. So, and, and the parables here, they're depicting the character of God's kingdom um, and the need for a, a proper response to it. Okay, so just, just so you can see, we're flowing on. We're moving on from what he was talking about last week. Um, now, last week, he introduced, Jesus introduced the idea of um, receptivity to the word or, or an openness to the word, where, where Pete talked about there's different hearts. When, when you hear the word of God, you can have a hard heart um, or, or a shallow heart or, or a, def, a divided heart. Um, that was the introduction of the idea. And now he's applying that. So moving forward from there, we're applying it. And I love, um, I love how he applies it, um, almost using sarcasm, right? He says, you know, do you bring a lamp in to put it under a basket, you know, and not on a stamp? He's like, he's like are you kidding me? Like, who, who lights a lamp or lights a candle and, you know, takes it into his bedroom and puts it under the sheets? It's like, who does that? And that's, it's just this beautiful, um, beautiful uh, sarcasm that he uses to get our attention there. Um, so this morning... Um, I'm going to attempt just to cover three, uh, three points from this text here. First, um, the light of the kingdom, the expression of the kingdom, and the steward of the kingdom. These are all very much tied together, so they will, um, they'll overlap um, very much as we go along. I'm going to spend most of the time on the first one, and then the, the, the two will be secondary to that in support. Um, just by the way, I'm um, very creative this week, so... You'll, um, you'll enjoy this morning the black and white slides the whole way through. So there's no surprises here. There's not going to be five slides of black and white and then like a color one. So you're like, whoa, it's just black and white. Okay, so I'll just let you down easy. Um, all right, so we're going to start. We're not going to go there. Um, it's the Holy Spirit leading me elsewhere. Um, just to preface, just to, just to set this up, um, I'm going to preface it by again looking at last week's a message looking at the sower sowing the seed on the different types of soil, and then he, and he, there's the last type of soil, the, the, the good soil. Um, the question in light of that is, is, how does the good soil respond to the seed? What does it do? How, how can you tell it apart? How can you differentiate it? Well, really easy. It, it bears fruit. It, it bears a, a harvest. So it, it, the good soil... Um, accepts the word of God and it bears fruit. Um, so linking this in with the, the text this morning, likewise, the purpose of a candle is so that others can see. It's not, the purpose of a candle isn't just to, cool, I'm a candle, you know, look at me go. You know, it's, it's so that others can see, that they can have light. So you light a lamp, you don't light a, a lamp in your house for good looks. Um, you light it so when someone comes to your house, 
they go, oh, there's a table there. Um, if it wasn't there, oh, there's a, you know, oh, my shins, there's a table there, right? Yet the purpose of a candle is it so others can see, um, so that others may benefit. That's the whole design. That's the intention there. Um, the, um, the same parable in Matthew, Jesus follows on to say, just to make it a lot easier for us, in the same way that you don't light a lamp and put it under your bed, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So the whole, uh, the whole foundation here is that through you being good soil or being a faithful lamp, um, people might get saved and God might be glorified because of it. So it's him um, planting his word in our hearts. Okay, So the, the word is coming down, it's coming into our hearts. It's us um, responding to the word outwardly through relationships, through conversations, through um, engaging with others. Um, it's others seeing that um, and, and, you know, wow, uh, the Holy Spirit working on their hearts and then uh, in turn glorifying God, right? So that's the whole, the whole foundation here, the, the end goal, people seeing Christ and glorifying God. That's the point of good soil and, and the point of a lamp, okay? Um, okay, so the three, um, three points we're talking about. The light um, of the kingdom. Um, first little takeaway here, and this is like, uh, oh, really? Uh, you know, a, a lamp or a candle has to be in a public place to be useful, okay? That's the first, you read through the text and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't put it under your bed, you know, duh. Like if you put it under your bed, you walk into your room and you can't see so the first takeaway, it has to be in a public place to be useful. Um, why? Why? You, you know, you just, you know, so people can see. Why do they need to see? Um, because it's really dark. It's, um, it's really dark out there. Um, there is a, a, a world full of pain and suffering that we live and walk in every day. And there is no way whatsoever of making sense of it without the gospel okay this is this is a really really important starting point um if we don't get the hopelessness of the situation we'll never get the beauty of the of the lamp okay so um how would you navigate divorce without the light of the gospel or or abuse um or or sickness or or um purpose How, how do you navigate that you know you just these, these little rabbit holes, I'll work something out, um, you'll be okay, it'll all work out. Um, it won't. Without the, the light of the gospel, it's really dark, okay? Um, so um, my uncle, my uncle is in hospital. Um, I, I visited him Friday and Saturday. He's been in hospital for three or four months um, fighting for his life and they called us on Friday and said, there's nothing left to do. We, we just run out of options. Um, he's likely going to pass away in the next couple of days. So when I saw him on Friday, and he's, he is skinny. Um, he is so frail. He's just got no weight on his body. Um, and he's, when he's awake, it's a mess. He's just fighting. He's so frustrated. He's just hopeless. He's just, I just can't do anything. I hate being here. I hate being sick. He can't talk. He can't communicate. But you can see it. In his, in his response. But when he's asleep, he's peaceful, but he's awake. And my dad just can't be in the room because ha- he hates to see the hopelessness there. Um, how do you think my dad would handle that without the gospel, right? It's not fair. He's, he's in his 50s. It's not, you don't die in your 50s. You know, you know this, is, this is a modern, uh, modern world we live in. You live till you're 80, 90. You know, we've got modern medicine. This isn't right. There's no way to navigate that um, without the light of the gospel. And how do you carry that weight, such a weight of hopelessness? I'm standing beside the bed and there's, there's nothing I can do to help him. What do you, how do you, you know, you just kind of, who's, um, who's that Greek hero who just carries the whole world on his shoulders? How do you do that? You don't. Um, and that's where um, we look at, at God's... Um, beautiful plan to bring salvation and restoration through his son Jesus who became a man and, and walked the earth and is able to associate with us. He gets it. He's with us. 
and then in turn for God to spread the good news of that through everyday people having everyday conversations. Now, just a question here. Can you, can you feel the weight of that darkness? Is that something that presses on you? Um, something that, that when you engage with people who don't have the hope of the gospel, can you feel that, the weight there? Um, if you don't, you need to pray and ask for God to give you that because um, that is a, a beautiful weight and a great pressure. Um, second question here uh, is, are you, the, are you the candle under the bed? Um, are you the, the light that someone's just gone and, and we're just going to go under the bed? I'm, I'm okay. And, and maybe some, um, some ways to, to find out that, maybe some evidence would be um, people aren't better off because of you. Um, you have relationships with others, but they don't like you. Or, or you're a basket case, or you're selfish. And, and through your relationships with people, they are no better off because of you. Um, or, or you burn unto yourself. Um, you've got an inward orientation. You, you're living to serve your own desires. Um, it's, a, it's a really good um, chance that you're, just, you're under the bed. You're just burning. I'm just here to serve myself. I'm just in this inward orientation. Um, or, or it could be that you've got spiritual gifts, but you don't use them. Um, you just, you know, that would be like, um, if, if you know Narnia, that would be like Lucy, the, the, the beautiful little girl, the youngest of the family, um, who's given the, um, the bottle of potion. Um, and, and Aslan gives it to her as a gift. For, this is in times of great distress. Use this, um, it'll bring life. It would be like, Lucy sitting in the castle just chugging it, you know, and just having a grand time. I'm just, you know, she's just living it. Um, it'd be like she's got this great gift and she's not using it on anyone. She's just no good. Um, and then lastly, maybe, maybe something that would identify this is if all of your prayers are simply about your own life. Lord, keep me safe. Um, bless my life, give me this job, reward me financially, protect me from sinners, those wicked <laughs> and unrighteous, uh, unrighteous jerks. You know? if, if that's the way you pray, and you're burning, you know, you're burning the sheets, you're burning under the bed. Um, my encouragement to you just firstly, um, in looking at a candle has to be in a public place to be useful, is, is to go public. And uh, Tim Keller is a... a, a just so beautiful here. He says this. He says, We don't love people in order to share our faith with them. Rather, we share our faith and ourselves with them in order to love them. If you are simply candid and natural in sharing who you are and what you do with others, they will learn that you go to church and have a vital, life-shaping faith. Okay? So we don't love people in order to share our faith. We share our faith and ourselves with them in order to love them. That's what love is, right? Um, so it's, a, it's flipping it on its head, okay? So um, let me give you just a few, uh, a few really practical ways of doing this. They're really important to see. Um, you don't um, love people so you can get in there and just smack them down with um, the gospel, right? You filthy sinner, you know, take a knee, you son. It's like you don't, you don't do that, right? Um, you share the gospel in order to love them. The most loving thing you could do to them uh, or, or for them is to, to bring the gospel to their current situation. Um, what are they dealing with? What are they wrestling with? Bring the gospel right to that, right to the, um, the heart of it for them. Okay? A few really um, practical ways to do this. Um, pray for the unbelievers in your life by name. Um, just list their name. Just take them to Jesus and say, Jesus, uh, pray for uh, Mark. I just pray that the gospel would um, break into his life. Use me to, to bring that in, okay? Um, secondly, schedule time with, um, with unbelievers. Be, be hugely intentional in pursuing relationships and scheduling time with, with unbelievers. Um, so think of a couple of people outside of your Christian circle with whom you think, you'd enjoy spending more time with um, and go for it. And then look for a couple of people who, who are in need, um, who, who just would need help, would need someone to come alongside them and struggle um, with the burdens in their lives. Go for it. And then go, go for someone who you just don't really think you've got anything in common with, but you've got enough 
um, enough of a relationship that you could see it becoming something, right? So just be really intentional about spending time with unbelievers, okay? Thirdly, um, lean in. Lean in to unbelieving family members. It's really easy just to pull away there, man. They are a thorn in my side, you know. They are just a tough gig. Um, lean in to unbelieving family members. Don't withdraw. Don't, um, don't make them a project. Um, they're not your uh, ball of clay to, to mold. That's not your job. Um, just love them. Just love them as members of your family and, and be sincerely interested in what they're interested in. Um, even if that's really hard, um, just be there. Just know their struggles. Encourage them. Affirm them. Um, love your neighbors. And this is, this is like, oh, duh. Um, but, but no, really practically, enjoy your neighbors. Um, help out your neighbors. Be the, be the glue that, that glues your neighborhood together. Um, be, the, be the house party. Be the, be the Saturday afternoon barbecue. Um, be, be the welcoming face. Um, by house party, I don't mean the, the one that everyone's complaining about, but the, the house, you know, yeah, right. Um, I'll, I'm on it, you know, so all the, yeah, all the young guys, it's me, you know, I hear that calling. Amen. No, no, um, be the one that people come to um, to enjoy time together when they just, I've just got so much going on, I just need a rest. Let's go hang out at their place, right? Be that, that glue for your neighborhood. Um, I'm here. I'm, I'll help you. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll have great uh, fun together. I'll, I'll walk with you. Be that glue, okay? Um, appreciate your workplace. Um, your workplace is a massive opportunity because you spend more time there than anywhere else. Um, you spend more time at home, but you're asleep. You spend more uh, active time at work than anywhere else um, in your day. Uh, so that is, there's a massive opportunity. So you're not, you're not just, your workmates aren't just spokes in the wheel that, that keep the machine grinding along. Um, they, they are um, your co-workers, fellow human beings, so take an active interest there. Um, you're doing the same thing as, as your neighbours. You're loving them, you're taking an interest in them, you're walking with them, you're carrying them. So you're not just, just in work mode, just need to get the job done, get in, get out, all right? Um, just get the, get the money and go. Um, you're there, you're invested, um, you're, um, you know, you're sending down your roots. Um, number six, be involved in, in your kids' activities. Um, you're, just, you're just looking to harvest relationships from these, um, these activities, right? So um, go deep, man. Um, work the crowd. Uh, be, befriend people in these communities. Um, just hang out with them, do things with them. Um, bring them together in your home with, with family members and, and co-workers. Don't just go to your Christian activities. All right, kids, we're going to the Christian gymnastics over here because they do things in a Christian way, right? Um, go to your kids' activities. Get outside of your Christian circle of activities and just um, be engaged and harvest relationships from those opportunities, okay? So go to them, be engaged in them, all right? Um, proactive, on the forefront. Um, that's a... Helen is, um, is such a great example there, right? Um, if you talk to her about her engagement with sending her kids out to GM school and just the, the fruitful opportunities that have come from that, just this loving people, just, just sharing um, their lives together. Uh, lastly, join a hobby group. Um, I'm not big on hobbies, uh, uh, really, in terms of uh, priorities in life. Um, you know, your you Christ, your spiritual relationship, your family, your biggest investment in life, your work. Um, after that, there's generally not a lot of time left. Um, but if you do um, have time there, join a hobby group. Um, if you do have hobbies and you do uh, um, spend time, um, join. So get, get amongst it. Get amongst other people that do the same thing. Um, uh, if you're into cars, join a club. Um, if you're a, a sportsman, join a club. If you're um, a bookworm, join a club, right? There's a, there's a club or an interest group or hobby group for everyone. So um, that's just being proactive. If I want to be a candle, um, I need to be in a public place. So instead of um, having the, uh, the you know, 79 RX-7 in the garage uh, 11 months a year, uh, I'm going to join a group and we're going to get it out and we're going to go meet with other people who love the same thing and we're just going to just going to get to work loving people, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah, cool. I think I've been blowing little bubbles of dehydration. I don't know if anyone's been seeing those, but I've been blowing little bubbles here. 
Um, anyone got any water at all? Cool, thank you. All right, second, um, second uh, little point here from just that first. We're still in verse 21, okay? Um, just, you know, you don't light a candle or a lamp um, and put it under a bed. You put it on a stand um, so that others may see it. Uh, second little takeaway here is a lamp, um, candle, it, it has to burn itself to give light to others, okay? Um, that, that's the whole message of the gospel. Thanks so much. Okay, now I can blow real bubbles. All right. Um, the whole um, the whole message of of the gospel is is dying to yourself, right? It is is um, unless um, you lose your life for my sake, you'll you'll never gain it. Um, the the message of the gospel is is dying to yourself. Look at the life of Paul. Um, if you want to look at a, a great great um, candle burning itself so that others may see light, look at Paul. This is in in two Corinthians um, where he's where he's going on about if I have to boast. Um, let me give you some of this, right? So I've been imprisoned, I've been beaten to near death, um, I've had the 39 lashes a bunch of times, I've been beaten with rods, um, I've been stoned, um, which is like, how did you survive that? Because you stone people to kill them, right? Um, I've been shipwrecked three times. I mean, that's just really unlucky. Three times is, once is bad enough. Um, three times is shocking. Um, a, a night and a day at sea. You wonder which time of the shipwreck was a night and a day at sea. And then also, what were the other two times, right? You just happened to be shipwrecked right on the beach and, you know, just kind of paddled in and, wow, that was great. Um, frequent long journeys, so um, huge amounts of travel. Um, in danger from rivers and robbers and in danger from the Jews, my own people, from the Gentiles, in danger in the wilderness. What is that? Lions? You know, bears? Uh, what, what is that? What is in danger in the wilderness? That is um, incredible. At sea, from false brothers, I've been through toil and hardship, hunger and thirst, sleepless nights, without food. It's almost like he had to repeat it because he wanted people to get how hungry he was. You know, he's like, I've been through hunger, but also been without food. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, the same thing. He's like, you don't get it, hunger without food. Um, and he's been lack of shelter. And, and then he says, on top of all of that, I've got my daily, daily burden um, to be praying for all of these churches, for all, um, all these people that I have influence with. So if you want to talk about a candle that's burning itself to give light to others, um, Paul is a, a beautiful example. But in light of that, um, a little further down, he talks about a thorn that was given to him and a messenger um, from Satan. But, but right at the end of that, um, he, he says, Jesus, you know, or Christ said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So then Paul says, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, who, who genuinely wants to be able to proclaim that, right? Lord, would you make me weak for the gospel? Burden it on, Lord, you know, bring it on. Um, light me up, stretch me so thin, just stretch me to the wire so that others may clearly see and know the gospel. Who genuinely wants that, right? Sometimes, a little bit, you know, like, can I put a finger up? Or, you know, is this a... A percentage, or is it just yes or no? It's a really, really, really um, tough but but beautiful calling. And when you look at Paul, do you do you think Paul was seriously sitting down each night before bed? He's he's kneeling on a little clay floor, um, and he's got his elbows. He wouldn't even have a bed, really. Sorry, he's just on his face, really. Um, uh, they're just laid on a mat, so just on his face, and he's going, um, going, Lord, I'm I'm not really seeing your blessings here. Um, this Christian thing, it's really turned out to be quite a drag. Um, can, we, uh, can we just knock it down a couple notches? Uh, maybe a few less nights out, um, maybe a few less commitments, uh, maybe some more holidays. Um, I've been really wanting to travel the coast of Italy. Um, there's been a bit of a burning desire there, so um, a little more money and maybe some retirement wouldn't go astray. When you're ready, thanks, Lord, amen. And he goes to bed and that's it. 
then another day of shipwreck, right? Um, do, you, do you seriously think that's his prayer? His prayer, um, so clear here, is when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, he's, saying, he's saying, Lord, use me to bless others. So he's, initially his prayer isn't, ah, oh, just would you bless my life, Lord? I'm just really hoping to retire by 55, all right? Just, you know, just rain down the money. Yeah, that's not his prayer. His prayer is, Lord, use me to bless others. Um, light me up. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm a candle. Just light me up. We are going public. Let my life be a blazing testament to the glory of God. Um, and to tie it back in with, with the parable, he's accepting the word and he's bearing fruit. So he's lighting up and he's going public, okay? Does it make sense? Is that, does that, do you see the picture there? He's, he's seen Jesus, he's, he's received the word, and he's, there's an outward expression there. Um, I'm busy, I'm really busy with the gospel. Others are seeing that um, and receiving it and then in turn glorifying God as a result. And um, to follow on from here, John 12 is, is um, beautiful. Uh, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So whoever loves his life will lose it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now just to illustrate this, um, you know, a, a candle um, has to burn itself to... to um, give light to others think about um think about kids um if you've had kids you'll you'll know that they bring an element of death right you're like whoa man easy if you're a parent you're like ah man you know um they bring an element of death um after having kids have you ever thought to yourself as a parent wow man my life just got so much easier right anyone as a parent um because we've got a, a great kid for you um She's our daughter. Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, no, no, take that back. Um, or or mums. You know, if, you've, if you think about carrying a child for, for 10 months um, and, and giving birth and just thought, man, I feel so refreshed. Like, where's the cocktail? Like, I'm just, I'm just so relaxed. I'm just so at ease. Um, it just does not happen, right? So kids, uh, it's just a, they just bring a bunch of death um, and a bunch of pain to your life. Um, and they're a lot of work, and they require a lot of dying to self. But but what's the whole point there? Um, they bring so much life. They're such a gift from God. They're a blessing. If you've had if you've had them for more than seven days, you kind of start to realize, man, this is a beautiful gift from God. There's a lot of work, and there's a lot of dying to myself. Um, more so uh, for the woman in in pregnancy. Um, but what a beautiful harvest, right? So. And it's literally as practical as planting the seed and the seed coming to life, right? It's like a literal il- illustration if you want to go into it. But um, we'll save that for the marriage retreat. Um, uh, or a science teacher, really. So um, go to school. Uh, but it's a, a beautiful example, right, um, of the way um, dying to ourself you know, gives light to others. Um, the light of the kingdom. Uh, just, just so... Firstly, the candle needs to be in a public place. Uh, it needs to burn bright. Uh, sorry, it needs to burn itself so others may see light. And then lastly, um, it's, um, on the back of that, you go, man, I don't know if I can... Um, if you're hearing me say, just make it happen, man. Just go burn yourself. Just go wring yourself out. Just go bone dry. If that's what you're hearing, um, you're missing it. Um, Christ uh, is our life. If, if we are the lamp, if you remember that little lamp at the start, you've got your, your lamp, you've got your little fill hole and your little wick hole. If we're the lamp, Christ um, is, the, is the oil. He is, he is the fuel. Um, he is the one sustaining, uh, carrying, caring for you, interceding on your behalf. Um, he's the one who, who sustains you, right? So right when you feel um, like you're at your weakest, um, burning the last of your oil, you, it, that's where you're crying out to Jesus because um, Christ gives us exactly what we need. You know, he, he says it to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Isn't that beautiful? Just, 
Man, four words. My focus. Five words. Six words. <laughs> My grace is sufficient for you. Isn't that just so refreshing, right? Um, when you look at the responsibilities of life um, and, and um, all of this pressure um, to work harder and, and um, be more diligent and be more faithful, um, just for Christ to say, my grace is enough. It's, it's sufficient for you. It's just my grace. That's it. And it's this beautiful picture. Um, Psalm 73 says, um, uh, this has been a great verse for um, my family, our little family the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty, um, pretty busy. Uh, and, or not busy, just a lot of pressure on us at the moment. Um, and this is beautiful. Psalm 73 says, uh, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Isn't that it? Isn't that my grace is sufficient for you? Um, your heart is going to fail. You can't, you can't do it. You can't carry this weight. Um, your flesh, you know, you're ticking. You're a ticking clock. You are dead. You're, you're dead and dying in, in a matter of years. Um, but Christ saying, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, uh, God is the strength of my heart, right? Um, and then in, in partner with that, the gospel, in, in seeing the gospel and experiencing the gospel, it has this um, exponential effect, this, this exploding outwards, like, like an atomic bomb. There's an inward, um, uh, what do you say, combustion or an inward... Um, Equation that creates a massive, massive external um, exponential effect. Um, and when you experience the gospel, it's just wanting to get out. That's the, that's the nature of it. So I'm seeing, I'm savoring, I'm enjoying Christ. His grace is enough for me. Um, and, and I just want others to experience this, right? Um, just so come at me, persecution. That's what Paul's saying. I'm content with persecution. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And you know, you know what this is more practically? A more practical way you could say this. Um, I'll give up my nights. Um, I'll give up my Saturdays. Um, I'll give up my personal space, uh, my goal for a tidy kitchen, um, uh, you know, in order to engage with, with people, invest in them, and love them enough to give them the gospel, right? Um, that's the, um, that's the, the full circle, just practically. Man... I've worked all week and it's Saturday and, and I just want to sign out, you know. I'm just off. Um, but God's grace is sufficient for me. So let's have a barbecue with the neighbors. Let's love them. They're going through a lot right now. Um, let's have them over and just enjoy them together, right? Um, that's, that's, um, that's a candle. That's what a candle does, okay? So my encouragement to you secondly. So first... Um, is, is just go public, um, get you know get amongst it. The second is um, is go all in. Um, a few practical ways to do this: uh, walk towards the pain. So when you see people and situations in life that they just look painful and really messy, that's where you're going. That's where you want to be. That's right where you're aiming towards. Um, because you know, what did Christ say? Um, it's not the healthy you need a doctor. You know, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. You know, they've got a, their elbow sticking out the arm. Like, it's okay. I'm fine. You know, I can, I'm, I'm okay. No, 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 no. Um, it's the sick who need a doctor, right? So when you when you're um, engaging with people and you're getting to know them, and there's really messy situations, you're just going there. You just, all right, let's go. You know, come on, family. We, we're going into it. Um, His grace is sufficient for us. We can we can um, we can be a candle right here. It's really dark here. There's a lot of messiness, a lot of pain, um, and not a lot of hope here. So we're just gonna take a little. He's gonna take this little candle. All right, family. Here we go. You know, into the into the the mess of it. Okay. So walk towards the pain. Secondly, share your own story. Um, if you're a human and, and not a robot, um, you've got your own story, right? You've got your own pain. You've, you've walked through stuff. You've got a journey um, of, of trials and triumphs. And, and God's given you that. That's your story. That's one of the ways you can relate to other people. Okay, so share your own story. Lastly, Actively trust the sufficiency of His grace. Um, put yourself um, in situations that you can't handle. 
um, where you, you need to depend on the strength of Christ. Um, stop running away from them. So, so um, you know, uh, family that, that don't believe in Christ, stop putting them on the shelf, just running towards them. Put yourself in situations where you just, man, I can't get out of this one. This is a mess. Um, that's where Christ is saying, yep, yeah, that's it. That's the spot right there. Just hold it. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, snap. You know, that's, that's exactly where um, Christ wants you to be. Okay? All right, last two, a little bit quicker than the first. The first one was the light of the kingdom. Um, it's you being a candle. That's you um, being a candle that is public, that is willing to, to burn um, in order that others may see uh, the light of the gospel. Secondly, the expression of the kingdom. The, the little uh, section after the, the first verse here is, For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, uh, nor is anything secret, except to come to light. And uh, to explain this really simply, um, because we're going to move through this quickly, uh, one commentator says, uh, there is no treasure of gifts and graces lodged in any, but with design to be communicated. Nor was the gospel made a secret to the apostles to be concealed, but that it should come abroad and be um, divulged to all of the world. Um, now, this is a really, um, really obvious truth. Um, when you experience something great, um, you don't hide it, okay? When you, when you experience something that is just, wow, that was awesome. Hear my voice. <laughs> you know, who, who, ever, who has ever said, man, that was really good. Just had the best time today. Just, wow, I'm really impacted. Right, you know, when you experience something great, you don't, it's just your tendency to, wow, that was great. Hey, um, my family, hey, man, we went to this uh, cafe on the weekend. Man, the pancakes, so soft. You know, they just, they, you didn't have to chew them. They just melted into your mouth, right? That's all the sugar. Uh, but, you know, you just, you just, you loved it. You just share this experience. Man, it's so good. Um, you, you experience something great, you share it. Um, so we've got a, we've got a, one-year-old, um, just by the way, I'm sticking with one-year-old for now because a lot of, um, a lot of parents kind of go, oh, the 13, 14, 15 months. I think she'll just be one until she's two. So we've got a one-year-old um, and we love her. And, and she was something great that happened to, our, um, to us. Um, and you know what happens when you love your daughter? Um, in the past uh, 15 months, uh, my wife has uploaded um, 110 photos of Haley to her Facebook page. Um, that's um, you know that's a, a little a little less than three a week, um, uh, a little more than sorry no a little less than yeah yeah just a little bit over uh, two. Sorry, I'm terrible at math. A little bit less than two a week. Okay, um, there's not a lot of difference between the photos. I kind of went through I went through the last 15 months of Haley, our daughter. And I was just like, all right, you know, now that she's sitting at the table again, she's sitting at the table again. Um, she's walking in the backyard. She's you just just. Life, man, is just, just is eating a donut. Oh, wow, you know. Um, when you experience something great, you share it with others. You just, hey, I want to show someone this photo of my daughter. She's got food in her um, eyebrows, you know. It's like, how did she do it? I don't know. It's just awesome, um, right? Or, um, or if you were given, um, if you're given a, ladies, you know, if you've given a, a beautiful uh, uh, diamond ring, say, let's say 18 carats, if that means anything. Is that a good thing? <laughs> you know, um, a, a, 29 carats. So, woo. Uh, no, no. If you're given a beautiful diamond ring, um, you wouldn't just lock it up in your third drawer under your undies, right? Um, you got it on. Like, it's, it's out. It's on display. It's like, check it out, you know. Um, voila, you know, uh, shiny, shiny. Everyone's going, oh, wow. And, yeah, you know, all the ladies are gathered together in a little circle and it's pretty tight knit and the men are kind of like, is something wrong? And they're leaning in and there's one in the middle and it's like, oh. You know, everyone's looking. If you want to share it, right? You experience something great, you want to share it with others. Um, that's the message here. That's, that's the expression of the kingdom. You see Christ and you go, wow. He did what? Uh, you know, my life is different. How? Man, people have got to know about this. Um, that's, the, that's the beauty of the message. Uh, 
coming in line with that, um, it is a, it's a mark of majesty for, for our great King Jesus to use weak people to accomplish his purposes. Um, Psalm 8 says, um, says this beautifully, Out of the mouth of babies and infants you have established strength or, or prepared praise because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. So what's he doing? He's using the praise of infants to silence the enemy. It, it's like, it's, it's not exactly a great war room strategy, right? The advisors are sitting down with the king. He's like, oh, we're going to war. Um, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send the babies up the front. And they're like, man, that is sadistic. You know, like that's messed up. Um, but that's a, it's a mark of majesty for, for Christ king to say, um, I'm going to use the things of the, the weak um, and the broken and just everyday people to bring about my purposes in, in the kingdom. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're saying, oh, you know, not me, not my story, the things are a bit messy, I don't really have it all together, that's Christ. That's Christ, um, Christ's clear call to you to say, yeah, 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 you, you feel like a baby? Yeah, kind of. Um, perfect, you know, straight to the front line. Um, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the man, you know, we're on it, okay? Um, so, so Christ's action plan here, the bringing about the expression of the kingdom, the, the growth of the kingdom, it's not a show of might. Rather, it's, it's using our weakness to display his strength. So Christ brings about his kingdom through uh, ordinary, weak and broken people having everyday conversations caught up in the story of God. So you, uh, you're the expression and the extension of the kingdom. Um, and, and even more uh, beautifully, you may be the only experience that some people may have with the kingdom. Um, there's a, a great responsibility there uh, and a great, um, a great uh, opportunity there. Um, thirdly, uh, the, the, the steward of the kingdom. Uh, the, the tail end of the verse here in Mark 4, um, Jesus says again, if, uh, or Jesus says, sorry, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. Um, now, Pete said it last week, um, but uh, where, where he said in a, um, this parable of the soul, he says, listen, he's doing the same thing again, all right? So it's, it's all um, cohesive, it's tied together. Um, and he's saying it twice, right? He says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, you got ears, right? That's what he's saying. You got ears to hear? Okay, let, let, listen, listen, hear. And then again, pay attention to what you hear. So it's like they're kind of leaning in. It's like, all right, we're ready. And he says, pay attention to what you hear. Oh, okay, you know, it's like dragging him in a second time, okay? Um, and then he says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has Will be taken away. So, um, just to, to unpack this really quickly, uh, to the one who receives the word, the good soil receives the word and bears fruit so that others might see it and benefit from it, God will give him a share in his kingdom and even more will be added in, in the coming revelation of the kingdom. Um, same thing, interchangeable with the lamp. The lamp who is... is uh, receiving the gospel and, and uh, sharing that in a way that um, allows, you know, bears fruit. Um, God's going to give him a share in, a kingdom, in, in his kingdom and then more coming in the final revelation of it. Um, and on the, the contrast there is the one who rejects his word suffers. He just, it's like a double whammy. He suffers a complete loss because even the opportunity he had for a share in the kingdom now will someday be taken away from him. So even the chance he has to see and save a Christ, someday he's going to lose that completely. And that is a tragedy. Um, and now what, um, what does this remind you of? These, these, um, these two, the, the contrast, what's that, what's that remind you of? Um, it's the parable of the talents, right? Um, you know, if you remember that the master came to his servants, he said to the first servant, here's five talents. Second servant, here's two talents. Here's the last servant, here's one talent. I want you to, you know, 
I want you to bear fruit. He comes back, the, the first two um, had, had multiplied it and said, um, you know, you gave me five talents, I made ten. Um, have it. And the second one said, you gave me two, I made four. The last one said, oh man, I knew you were a ruthless master, so I buried it. And he said, you wicked and slothful servant. What were you thinking? And, um, and the, the revelation for us here is that um, God, God gave us Jesus. God gave us his word. And the, you know, that's, the, that's a seed. The pinnacle of the word is Jesus. Um, he gave us Jesus. And the statement is be careful what you do with Jesus. He's not, he's not just a, a good idea. Jesus is he's not just a crutch for the weak or, or a light just to be hidden under the bed. Um, he is your salvation. He is a, he's a stretcher for the dead. Um, he, he brought you to life. Um, Hebrews says he's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. You don't hear that and go, oh, cool. You know, he is the radiance of the glory of God. So you see Jesus, you see the glory of God, right? So you don't look at Jesus and go, ah, oh, we'll just, um, you know, put you in there under the bed and we'll put you, tuck you under the shelf and um, I'll come back to you. I'm a little busy right now, right? Um, be careful what you do with Jesus. Because um, on the flip side of this, uh, and, and you know, the, the, the guy who didn't multiply any talents did nothing with it. Um, John 15, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And then he, and he also says, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it might bear more fruit. What's the, um, what's the, the lesson here? Jesus is really passionate about his kingdom. He is really, really, really passionate and committed to it. So every branch that doesn't bear fruit, um, he takes it away. Um, and, and even the branches that do bear fruit, he prunes. Um, either way, it's painful, right? Either way, um, there is, um, there's some pruning going on. Um, so either way, it's, it's a, a painful uh, experience. But the, the big question here um, in looking at that and going, wow, I, I don't want to be a branch that doesn't bear fruit. I don't want to be taken away. That's not going to be a good experience for me. The, so the big question is, whoa, okay, okay. Um, so how? How do I bear fruit? What, about, what, what do I do? What am I doing? You know, I'm, I, I don't want to make light of Jesus. Um, help me out, man. Um, this, you know, things are getting a bit heavy. You know, you know give me an answer. How do I... Um, how do I bear fruit? Um, just after, after these verses here, we're, we're talking about taking the branches away or the, the branches that do bear fruit. He prunes. He says here, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So how do you bear fruit? Um, I think a, a practical answer would be so great right now. It'd be like, just um, just read your Bible more, man. You know, be like, ah, oh, got it. You know, the secret to being a Christian. Yeah, it's that's not it. How do you bear fruit? Um, you cling to the vine, um, and that's the that's the beauty of it. He says here, whoever abides in me, and I in him, it's him. It's him that bears much fruit by abiding in me. So if you're, um, if you're the lamp under the bed, if you, if you feel like, man, there's a bunch of times in my life where I feel like that's me. Man, I'm just, just tucking the gospel away. I, I just, some days I just don't want anything to do with it because it I just, I just don't, know, don't, know how to, don't know how to tell people about Jesus or, or I just don't know. They would not be ready for this. Um, or, you know, they can't handle this. If that's you, if you're under the bed um, and you haven't been faithful with his word, um, or if you haven't taken Christ seriously, then the, um, the, the beautiful calling here is just to cling to the vine. Um, come to Jesus. 
Apart from him, you can do nothing. In light of, of all of your failures um, and your, your hopeless inability to bear fruit and to sustain real change, come to Jesus. Abide in him. That's who he is. He is the vine who sustains his branches by giving them his very life, right? He gives us his life. He is the, the king who builds his kingdom by using everyday weak people humbled by the gospel to love and share his grace with others. So abide in him. Now, if you, um, if you aren't even a light yet, if, if you're not even seeing the light of the gospel um, then Christ, he's calling you to that. He is inviting you into the story of God. Um, Christ has done everything that needs to be done for you to come to him and, and throw the mess on him. Give him your sin and your failures um, and, and in return be given his life and be given righteousness. So he's done everything that needs to be done. It's simply a case of coming. So um, to those within, abide. Just abide. Just get uh, in Christ. Abide in his word. Um, just plant yourself there. Just abide in him. Um, go to him as needy as you can. Um, go to him in weakness, just in brokenness. Christ, I, man, I can't do this. Um, abide in him. Um, that's the... That's, you're bearing much fruit there. And to those without, come in. Christ has done everything that needs to be done for you to come to him um, and, and be made new, right? Okay, let me pray um, and then we're done. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We're just uh, so grateful that you chose to reveal yourself to us um, in the Bible and and. Just this morning, looking at um, looking at the the irony of a lamp, um, you know that the purpose of a lamp is, is to be made public, and looking at our own lives where we don't do the gospel justice, we just don't cut it um, in so many ways, in so many times, so many conversations where we just we just man, I did not do the gospel justice there. We just thank you that your call um, is to abide in you, that in our weakness. In our humility and our brokenness, um, we have the opportunity to, to bear much fruit. Um, and, we just, and we just rest in that and we, re- we rejoice in that. Um, that our, um, yeah, our shining isn't our own righteousness and our own hard work um, and, and striving, but our shining is our abiding in you and, and enjoying and, and resting in you. Thank you for your word this morning. Amen.